Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talk Since GNR. I'm Glenn. Nabor. And your man, Russell. And we are back. Hope everybody had a good good time off here from our last little little uh, visit with each other. We did. Russell, we, did. we know we oh, have yeah. a big day coming up for you here in a couple of days. Yeah, man. Um, I'll be on a born day Tuesday. I'll be 45. Uh, kind of happy about that. Well, not kind of. I'm very happy about it. Um, I made it past 18 and 25, and 45 is looking upward. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, your girl's birthday is the same day, ironically. So Absolutely. You don't yeah. get to celebrate That's by that. yourself. You got to take her. <laughs> Whatever yep. you get is good for her. Shoot. So, hey. Uh, the gift of, of happiness and love. There I mean, well, we can definitely uh, say we have. Definitely, definitely. Well, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Nabor, anything going on on your neck of the woods? None. For the month of March, nothing special at all. You know, I have uh, some family members who, uh, you know, have birthdays in March. You know, um, you know, uh, my my boy Russ, birthdays in March. His daughter' birthday passed in March, and then your your late grandmother, uh, her birthday was in March, and mm -hmm. definitely want to acknowledge her. Um, let's see. You know, I was talking to you earlier in pre-production that I missed March Madness. I, you know, forgot about that. So I didn't fill any brackets out, had no sheets. And I think I'm still suffering from depression from 2020 when UD had a legitimate <laughs> chance to be higher seeded, to be a high seed. Right. Because COVID, COVID came okay. right when March Madness started. So mm -hmm. hence, we never got a chance to see UD you know, in March Madness, potentially being a Final Four team, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So well, I, I concur. They would have yeah. at least made it to the Final Four that year. And, uh, yeah, OB topped them, and they had a nice squad. They did. Yeah. They definitely had a nice squad. Yeah. And the head coach, yeah, OB and the head coach, actually, I believe, uh, Grant, I believe, his name, they were the coach one, coach of the year, and OB won player of the year, NCAA. So we had a legitimate chance to potentially make some noise that year, but COVID came, and change their war forever yep and I, I did fill out a bracket and it's totally ripped to shreds <laughs> uh you know you've had all these big upsets so far uh what was the the, the school that beat purdue we were talking about earlier uh, uh fairly dickerson I university uh, yeah i don't even know the name of fdu <laughs> it, but yeah they came out and beat purdue um you had um some other big upsets as well yeah yeah uh, princeton right Princeton did well. They uh, right. Princeton beat Arizona, a, a top one seed, and they beat Mizzou. So Princeton, you know, shout out to Ivy Leaguers. They doing their thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, actually, shout to Jersey because Fairleigh Dickinson's in Jersey and Princeton's in Jersey. So really? Jersey, yeah. the Jersey schools are doing their thing. Right. Jersey ain't playing around this year, I guess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, today on Toxic GNR, you know, we have now just come out of Black History Month 2023. And did it seem like it, it went too quickly? You know, Nabor, give me some history on Black History Month here. How did we get to this point? Yeah, sure. So doing some light research, I uh, found out that historian Carter G. Woodson, a founding member of the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, encouraged scholars to engage in intensive study of African-American history. 
Carji Woodson actually was the author for uh, The Miseducation of Negro, which he talked about economic and social injustice. So he thought through publication, there should be through publication a week of celebration in February about black history. Mm -hmm. The reason why February was chosen, which is the shortest month of the year, was because Abraham Lincoln and our icon, Frederick uh, Douglass, birthdays are in the same month. So he picked that month and that we ran with it. Um, also, former President Gerald Ford uh, basically encouraged, you know, uh, businesses and other industries in the United States to, you know, basically celebrate the month of February, Black History Month. And he also encouraged other presidents to keep that tradition going, which it has been going. Yeah, you know, that was something that I did not know that it, it was actually the, the president uh, that picked the month basically to recognize as Black History Month. And, and so each continuing president is continuing to do that. And I was like, oh, really? I just thought it was something that was agreed upon <laughs> universally, I guess. But but it's not because in some countries they celebrate a Black History Month in October mm. versus February. Mm. And, and to be honest, it wasn't even the month when it started. It was actually a week. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, Negro History Week, they called it. And it was the, the second week of February, which is, you got uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday and Frederick Douglass's birthday yep. during that week mm -hmm. uh, of February. So yeah, it's, it was interesting that the history of that was, was kind of interesting. And then by the 1960s, it became the status of a month. And then like I said, 76, uh, Ford took it on, put it on a national level. Yep. But you know, um, I, I would say, there has been some advocacy to change the month. You know, Russ, you think the month should be moved? Personally, I mean, no, I don't. I think that, uh, especially today, um, we are, Black history is all the time. I mean, I know that's the cliche, but, you know, think about the influences that we have, um, you know, in music, uh, entertainment, those, even those who, you know, are innovators. There's always somebody coming up, you know, with new bright ideas. And I think we really, February, I don't know if it's because, well, it being the shortest day. However, that doesn't mean that it stops from there. You know, it, it, it'll always continue on. So I don't think it needs to be moved. I think it's, it is every day. Well, I, I'm gonna make an argument for moving it. And, and this is what I'm gonna say, cause look here, there's nothing for us in February. You know, you got MLK days in January, first of all. February is cold. And as we all learn from uh, the brother on uh, uh, Minister Society, we are a tropical people. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's the shortest month. And there's a lot going on in February already. You got the Grammys, which is where we get shit on because even though everyone loves our culture, they can't seem to give us any awards. We already talked about that. Uh, you got Valentine's Day, you got President's Day. It, it, how many presidents had slaves and promoted right. agendas that kept us back down, you know, socially and economically? So and then you follow that up with the Oscars, where again, we get no appreciation. So I do not like February. I would propose to move it to June. Mm -hmm. June has a long, it's a longer month. It has longer days. They are warm days. Mm -hmm. It's tropical people. Uh, you know, it's pretty open in June. There's nothing really going on in June that I can think of, you know what I mean, that, that I'm aware of. You know, you have Father's Day, 
And that's great. You know, what better way to show appreciation and encouragement to black fathers? <laughs> black history month. Yeah, how did they coincide? You got Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. You said about that. But the probably one of the bigger things, too, you got the NBA finals where we know we're going to shine as black men. <laughs> I would say, you know, but that's just me, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, not a bad proposal. <laughs> but, but we can vote on that, you know. We, we get with the National Organization of, of Black Men that make these decisions. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I go back to I go back to Nabor, You know, is Black History Month even relevant in greater society? You know, is it now just a check in the box? You know, or is it really something to acknowledge our culture? I mean, you know, let let me rephrase: Is it being diluted? Is it being brought down, watered down? You know, I, I think to a certain degree, when you look at some of what's happened um, politically in the political landscape in our country, when you hear people talk about, um, you know, uh, preventing um, poly programs from advanced placement, Black history, um, and you hear about, um, uh, you know, wokeness and so forth, and, you know, CRT and so forth, you know, I just think that um, our culture, our uh, history is being manipulated and distorted to a certain degree, you know, uh, if you walk around probably and talk to people within our community about basic black history facts, they probably won't know it. And I think it's up to us as be, being stewards of that history, we need to make sure we our history is not uh, distorted any further than what it is. I think we need to know the truth, it needs to be passed on the generation. And I think you need certain pilot programs like advanced placement, advanced placement, of African-American studies is something that I've been reading about. And it talks about how African history and European history intersect, um, trading, economics, so forth, philosophy. These are mm-hmm. things that need to be discussed at a higher level, at a graduate level education. At the grand level, like, you know, like grad, not only grad school, but like elementary level, certain things that need needs to be known. You know, um, when you hear people say uh, CRT is, they're against CRT because you're saying that all white people are bad. I think what you're doing is you're really omitting there are white abolitionists. You know, you think about historically black universities like Cheney. Cheney was founded by white abolitionists. So we're not just talking about, you know, um, people, white people are bad. You're talking about, you're looking at the whole landscape of people that help the movement, right? Help movement right. African-Americans. And it, we didn't do it on our own, okay? We had people who are from different ethnicities help us progress in this country to get what we are. So it's a celebration of our history, you know, the good and bad. And, and you have to admit that the bad did happen. Exactly. I mean, there's just no denying exactly. this. And- exactly. And there's some, and the thing is that once you try to hold people accountable for their actions, there are repercussions and reparations. And I think that's the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue is that if you say, yes, we did X, Y, and Z, then people start demanding reparations. <laughs> which is right. a dirty word in this country right <laughs> it's like okay they don't want to hear it but yeah you know just like in civil lawsuit if you wrong me right a tort law if you wrong me well you need to make me whole how do you make mm-hmm. me whole right so mm-hmm. that's why i think it, it comes down to let's not talk about the, the whole holistically the, the, uh, the, the, the history because then we have to admit our guilt exactly exactly well ho- hopefully we can, as a society, get past this uh, anti-CRT philosophy and people can just admit what is going on and what has happened and we can find solutions to, to get past this. You know, yeah. that's the main thing. 
pivoting here, the Oscars, you know, I mentioned them. They they came on last Sunday and, uh, you know, no one was slapped in the face. So I guess it was a <laughs> successful event, you know. Um, what, what's everybody, what was everybody's feeling about the show? I mean, uh, Nabor, kick us off. You know, what do you think about the, the, the Oscars this year? You know, it's funny. So I, I, I didn't watch any of the movies uh, that were nominated <laughs> at all. I, I didn't, you know, Bianca, it's something that just flew went over my head. Um, and the, the thing that was talked about a lot was Angela Bissett, her reaction to not being winning supporting actress for uh, Wakanda 2, mm. um, Black Panther 2, actually. And, um, you know, I was telling my mother this, I said, well, rarely people win Oscars for playing comic book character roles, you know, fictional roles. But lo and behold, a sci-fi movie did well. <laughs> and it was a everywhere, every place, something like that, yeah. you know. Everything, it, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, <laughs> it did It did phenomenal. It basically it cleaned won up. awards. Yeah, you know, so. loved it. However, you know, I, I, I don't know how entirely well received it was by the public because of some people, I, I didn't see it myself because I talked to some people at work and one of them left 30 minutes into the movie one of them left and these are all independent stories it wasn't like they were sitting around talking to each other one yeah. of them said they had only stayed there for 30 minutes they left one of them said they left within an hour one of them stayed he st said he stayed the whole movie but that's two hours of his life he'll never get back <laughs> I, guess I won't go see this you know? right. but it cleaned up you know what's was funny to me too we talked about uh you know no one got slapped ha 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 but I think someone got snubbed because Will Smith's <laughs> movie Emancipation did not get any yeah. <laughs> awards or, or even any nominations. You know, it, it was it was out of there. Yeah, and, and um, you're right. That could have been a backlash from the, uh, the Oscars. You know, it's right. Academy Awards that said, "Well, we're not going to reward you for your actions last year, which was embarrassing and hurtful." You right. know, so. Uh, but did he? Didn't he get uh, barred or something? Or dude, yeah. was it something to that effect? Was it like, what, seven years or something? Yeah, he got barred. I'm not sure how many years, but yeah, they took some, act, some uh, action against him and he's been barred. Wakanda right. Forever got uh, best costume design. Yeah, I think, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's good. That's a good thing, you know, so. Yeah, I guess they well, had to give, give something, yeah. you know. Well, somebody had to put that work in, you know, I mean, to make all those actors and actresses look good. So, I mean, that. That's a, yeah, that is a good award. Yeah. Or award for that person. I didn't see, I didn't see anything for The Woman King. I recently watched that movie. I, 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 it was better than I, you know, anticipated it to be. Okay. You know, The Woman King was all right, you know, because I always uh, talk about how Hollywood tries to effeminize Black men. Right. You know, and, and so The Woman King, I thought, you know, just, off of that general stereotype I have, you know, I'm thinking that it's gonna be putting black men in a bad light, but it did not put black men in a bad light, even though it was able to focus on how strong these particular group of women were. And they was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I do not want to run up on none of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were bad. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was an enjoyable movie, you know. So let me ask y'all this. Are there any new actors uh russ that you know about any new stars you think would win oscars in the future well um you know i'm not sure about uh young brother michael b jordan i haven't got a chance to see that creed 3 yet but for what i understand uh one of my good friends was telling me about it and he was saying that uh 
he really, you know what I'm saying, you could just tell that, you know, he's in his, his he's found his way, you know, um, his directing was good. And um, the other brother who played in there with him, uh, Jonathan Majors, who I uh, know from Lovecraft Country, and he also played in, um, was it Quantumadium, Batman, Quantumania? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, seeing Michael B. Jordan come up from being on The Wire and, you know, other uh, shows and movies he's done. Um, I would like to see that brother get something. He is a hell of an actor. So, and uh, Jonathan Majors is also. So these young cats, you know, they those two in particular, I see doing big things. I mean, they're doing, you know, I mean, Jonathan Majors having Creed three and this Quantum uh, Quantum Mania out, you know, I mean, that's some box office money, you know, and the brother's doing his thing. Right. Nabor, any new actors you can think of? Yeah, I agree with Russ. You know, I think um, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, um, these two young brothers are, are rising stars um, in Hollywood. Uh, Jonathan Majors, I think, I like the fact that he's part of the Marvel franchise right now, uh, playing Kang, and he's guaranteed at least three movies um, under MCU. So he, he's MCEU, I believe. And so he's going to be a staple with that particular uh, franchise. And, um, you know, so he, he's, he's doing well, you know. Uh, and, um, but we, we, his new role we'll talk about, which is kind of questionable, but we'll go from there. Right. You know, and I, I'm going to say this what, about the new actor, maybe not new, but one that I think is coming into his own is Aldis Hodge. You know, and we've seen yeah. him uh, most recently as a, uh, Hawkeye and Black Adam, mm -hmm. you know, I think he did, had a good performance there. Uh, he was on that City on the Hill, the Showtime yeah. show with the Ke opposite Kevin Bacon, your homeboy, uh, Evan uh, Adisi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was on there. He played MC Ren and Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like uh, I like Aldis Hodge. I think he might be able to work his way into uh, some, some uh, promising roles in the future and see if he can get an award out of there, too. Yeah, I think he's on the cups, you know, he's been uh, making the rounds um, in movies here and there. Actually, he was in this one show, uh, AMC, called The Washington Spies. I, forgot, I think it was that was called. And uh, you ever seen that show, guys, um, where they're talking about the, the, um, uh, the Revolutionary War? And um, yeah. talking about, yeah, it was pretty, it's it really good where they talked about um, during the colonial days, the spies, people who were spying, um, who were mm. actually, yeah, <laughs> infiltrating the, uh, the British and pass on spies, uh, pass on um, information over to uh, the colonists here to uh, defeat the British. So it was pretty good. And he was in that uh, on that on that show. He was a, one of the um, like I don't say spy per se, but uh, inf infiltrators. He was a part of a renegade uh, group of guys who were basically terrorists. They would set things ablaze, put things in actions. Mm. Um, part of uh, the Americans. Uh, great show. Yeah, I, I might have to check that out because I do like uh, I do like him. I remember he had that show uh, Underground, uh, yeah. where he was a runaway slave, and you know that was a, a intense show to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he's been around. I think he'll do something. But y'all both mentioned uh, Jonathan Majors, and you know Jonathan Majors has been doing a lot of things, like you said, Creed Three, uh, Ant Man, Quantum Uh He was also in the uh, uh, the sci fi show on HBO. Uh, oh goodness, I can't believe. Lovecraft Country, yes, you know, I, I can't believe I forgot that as much as I <laughs> hammered for y'all to watch it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's dope. it is. It was dope, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, I really like him. 
However, and you kind of alluded to it, neighbor, he has decided to play the uh, cross-dressing, eccentric basketball Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman in a film detailing Rodman's infamous 48-hour binge. So, you know, first question, why? <laughs> why is this a movie? Uh, can there have been movies made about other iconic sports figures or executives, you know, they bore? Yeah, you know what? So I, I thought about this a little further, right? You know, we in pre-production, and I it's like, why would make this movie? But then I thought it's kind of brilliant from an economic entertainment side of it. So think about it, guys, right? During the pandemic, what sports documentary everyone in America watched? The Last Dance, brother. Last yep. Dance, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that documentary, what it did was reintroduce Michael Jordan to a whole new generation of sport fans. Everyone talked about The Last Dance. It was resonating. And then off of that, Scottie Pippen released his book about his tenure as a Chicago Bull and his relationship with Michael Jordan. Essentially, same to controversial things that he's better than Jordan. Jordan owed his career to him, and that sparked a little bit of debate among sports journalists and you know pundits and also fans. So, thinking about that, right? I was like, wait a minute. So, if I'm an executive of Hollywood, <laughs> let's talk about the one other member of that team who's a wild card, Dennis Rodman. Right. So it, it right. makes sense, right? It makes sense from a strategical economic standpoint, entertainment value. Let's talk about Dennis Rodman, who had a show on TV back in the days. Yep. Rodmania. Remember, yep. it was a whole, he had a whole thing with Carmen Electra and so forth. Yep. So I, I thought about it. It made sense. I mean, personally, I would love to see a movie about Kurt Floyd. Kurt Floyd, if anybody don't know who he is, um, he was a former baseball player. I forgot, who, I, I forgot who he played for. I think it was the St. Louis Cardinals. He played for the Reds at one point. Too. Yeah, mm -hmm, since that, yeah. And this guy was a father of free agency in professional sports. This guy basically put his whole entire career online to essentially say, hey, I want to get out of these indentured slave contracts these brothers right. had back in the days. And I want to mm -hmm. control my own employment. I want to have be able to move to another team, demand a higher salary for my skill set, the man died painless in Europe. And if you see right. the exorbitant amount of uh, contracts these guys are demanding, Lamar Jackson right now, he wants a fully guaranteed contract of $230 million. These mm -hmm. All these guys in sports, they should come together and make a movie about this man. Pay mm -hmm. homage to this man. You know, so I, you know, I, I thought Kurt uh, Flood would be a good storyline to talk about. But this Robin movie, um, I think would be good. But I don't think Jonathan Majors should play the role. <laughs> hey, I say this, uh, Kurt Flood. Hey, this Robin went over and got some hostages released in Korea or something. So I mean, <laughs> hey, I need to know about that. You know, maybe Dennis Robin does have a need to have a movie made about him. But you know, I mean, like you said, maybe it doesn't need to be Jonathan Majors. You know, neighbor. Uh, I mean, who who you think? Uh, do you think it's going to agree with with Majors to play Robin, even though he's doesn't have the same physical attributes it is his career suicide it might be you know the thing is that i, I get it as a thespian maybe he wants to show his range you know show that he can be you know uh a, a, a antagonist in creed 3 and quantum mania uh, be a love interest in lovecraft country you know but dennis rodman 
I mean, it's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch because I, I just can't see it, you know, from a, it just reminds me of that whole uh, Hollywood thing where they miscast African-Americans in these roles. It's like, okay, pick any old black person and play this role. I just don't, it's not a fit in my eyes. It, it's, it's, you know, I think we discussed this um, in our uh, YouTube show, uh, Moral Combat, when we were talking about, um, I think it aired last year in May, no, in May 2021. 2021. 2021, 2021 yeah. it aired. And yeah. we were talking about how, um, you know, uh, certain characters like uh, Mr. T in A-Team, he was a template, he was part of the template of African-American men who were uh, mechanics or muscle um, you look at Magnum P.I., the guy, I think, was a TC. He was a helicopter pilot and mechanic. Then you look at, like, pop culture cartoons like G.I. Joe, Roblox. He was a heavy machine gunner mechanic, and he liked to barbecue and rap, right? So, right. yeah, Panthro from Thundercats, he was a mechanic <laughs> and a driver and bullheaded, you know? Right. So it's like he, it's like weird that how they, they pick Jonathan Majors, and he accepted the role, say, hey, you know, and, and I guess from him, he's like, it's, this is a challenge. I want to show my range and show my abilities as an actor to take on this persona. But I think there are some other, there might be some other guys out there who are, you know, in film, uh, TV, or even young actors, um, true actors, not just guys off the street who could probably go play this role, who fit the physical attributes of Dennis Rodman, who at least are 6'5", because I think Majors is probably like 5'9", 5'10". Um, Rodman is 6'9". So I guess they're going to use some heavy camera angles, a la, you know, the same thing they do with Tom Cruise, right? I guess they're going to use right. these camera angles to make him look taller than what he is. Right. But at the end of the day, I, I think you could find someone um, maybe at these at different universities who are drama majors or, you know, to, who could fit the physical attributes and might be a, a young budding star. Give him a chance. Now, now, I just looked up Jonathan Major's height. He ain't no 5'8". They say he's 5'11". So maybe he's still not 6'9". He's still not 6'9". That's a foot. That's a foot. Dennis Rodman's a foot, like, well, close to a foot taller. And I I don't think he's 5'11". He's not a 5'11". Well, I was going to say, you know, if if they say 5'11", he might be 5'9". Yeah, (laughs) that's right. 5'11". But you know who who else he could probably play? Um, And this would be more interesting to me. I don't know if he's a basketball fan. I'm I'm looking at the stats, you know. Robin was, come on, Robin was Robin, but he wouldn't have mm-hmm. did what he did. He wouldn't have championships like that if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Robin didn't have to score no points. He didn't have to do anything except rebound the ball. He had a specific role, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas Majors is more relatable in height to like AI, and AI was not just playing one role. He was playing the whole team, put the team on his back. You know, I'd like to know more about this Reebok deal. You know, who negotiated that? I think they should do a movie on that for these young athletes. Right. How to negotiate a deal uh, with, with, you know, a major endorsement company uh, the way AI did. His his deal, he basically is three major points of this deal he has. I don't know if y'all are familiar with this. Mm-hmm. He gets $800,000 a year for life. Period. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Period. While he was playing in the NBA, he was guaranteed up to 10 million a year, you know, no less than 5 million, no more than 10 million just from Reebok, just because he was playing in the NBA. Yeah. And this dude is 800,000. You, you know what I mean? It gets for yeah. life. And the third thing is that when this man turns 55, he then 
gets to uh, take the possession of a $32 million trust fund that Reebok has for him. Bravo. That's a great deal. Where is this movie so that these young kids can protect themselves going into these leagues where you know a high high percentage of them are going to end up not getting eight hundred thousand dollars the rest of their life, you know. So it is something I think that'd be more interesting than uh, Dennis Rodman, you know, running around in Vegas messing with Madonna and wearing you know uh, nail polish and, and dresses. And I guess, but I guess Majors is metrosexual, so he had to stay close to. His, <laughs> you know what? Maybe that would be bad. That would not be bad casting. But let's say, let's have a little fun with this. If we go make a movie, okay, Mm -hmm. so y'all now are the casting directors. We're going to make this movie about Dennis Rodman. So now we need the rest of the role. So I'm going to put somebody (laughs) out there. I want to know who you want to have playing this role. Okay, so uh, Russell, who's going to play Michael Jordan? Well, the obvious, we've been talking about these two brothers, so Michael B. Jordan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, well... (laughs) Yeah, that, that makes sense. Of not sense. Uh, so, okay, we got Nate Bohr. Who, who's going to play Isaiah Thomas? Hmm, that's a good question. So, I'm going to go with Kevin Hart. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart, you know, he's a shortstop brother. He's comical, um, a little mm-hmm. devilish, like Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, Kevin Hart's from Philadelphia. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is yeah. from Chicago. So, hey, you got, you know, Chicago, Philly, mm-hmm. you know, rough, edgy people. So I think it, it, it fits. Okay. And then, okay, we're going to go back to Russ. So, Russ, who's going to play John Paxton? Well, I um, believe the young uh, kid who won the dunk contest this year, uh, uh, Eminem, <laughs> but not not Marshall Mathers, uh, Mac, M- Mac McClung. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, now. I, I'm going to throw it. John Sally, you know, John Sally got to be in the movie. He, I'm going to have J.B. Smooth play John Sally, you know? I like that. <laughs> I, actually, I actually like that. I think that's a good fit. <laughs> that is. That's really good. <laughs> that'll work, that'll work actually. And Dave Moore, we going to do, who's, who goes to play Scotty Pippen? Huh. So I need a light-skinned brother in Hollywood. Who Who's a light-skinned <laughs> brother in Hollywood? Terrence Howard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Light-skinned, he country. Yeah. It works. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Pippin. That's Pippin. So then, who, who, you know, they had to bring it all together with, uh, uh, you know, who 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 you take for Phil Jackson, Russ? Well, um, thinking about it and just you know going along with it, let's say Will Ferrell. Mm. You know, he could be. You know, he's he's a, a brilliant comedic actor, but to see him play a role as you know as serious as the coach was with Phil Jackson being the Zen master and everything, so. Will Ferrell, and yeah, I like to see him with that that broom mustache that Phil used to have too. And then you had the the downfall of the team was uh, Jerry Krause. <laughs> I'm gonna have Danny DeVito uh, play Jerry. Krause. <laughs> <laughs> you know why not? Yeah, we just putting people together. Uh, who, who you got for Patrick Ewing? They bore you from New York. Uh, oh yeah, put me on a spot. You know, from New York. <laughs> uh, I don't. I you know. <laughs> This is a tough one. This is a real you know what? I just uh, how about well no because we were doing it for comedic. I was say, but I would say Marcus Camby. He's about as tall. Uh, I don't know, maybe not as good as uh, I would say. I don't know what his actor would be like, but uh, I don't know how 
while he be in this movie. Stabby. You know, I guess can't act well, so you just want to throw him in there. You want to throw somebody going, hey, there goes Patrick Ewing, and you won't see it. It'll just be somebody pointing and there's a tall brother walking in the back. All right, Russ, you got that one. I, I take the next one. All right, last one. I'm gonna put uh, Charles Oakley. So, huh? So I had this fancy one day. I was talking to my little brother about we kind of cool. So let's let's put. So I thought about that whole time when um, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, he threw out Charles Oakley from the game. Charles Oakley, very boisterous, brash, a former teammate of Michael Jordan. Uh, basically, he was Michael Jordan's bodyguard. Um, and I thought about you know being a, a New York. New Yorker and, and a, form, a former Knicks fan. I'm not a Knicks fan anymore. My brother's a huge <laughs> Knicks fan, so I, I renounced him because he keep losing. Uh, <laughs> but um, we didn't like how Charles Oakley was treated. And we said, what if Charles Oakley was Michael J. White, the brother who's a karate expert? <laughs> now, let's reimagine this. Let's say those guards came to throw out Michael J. White playing Charles Oakley. That would have been a great show to see oh, Michael whoa. J. White use martial arts to fight <laughs> police officers and the security guards. That would have been something cool to see. So anyway, I'm going Michael J. White. Okay, okay. Sure. Well, that would be a wild movie. Uh, and, and I don't know how all of them play a part in uh, Ramen's weekend, but you know we would make it so that all of them got in there somehow. <laughs> like a, <laughs> uh, some kind of uh, National Lampoon's type of uh, basketball weekend. But well, as always here, we've had fun. We're talking about Black History Month. We talked about the Oscars. Yeah. Like I said, I'm still going to put my vote in to have Black History on move to June. I, I agree with that. Where we, we yeah. should have that. Hidden. I agree with that. Yeah, it should be moved to June. I agree. Nice warm month. But uh, if you are listening this long, you might as well go ahead and hit that like button and hit that subscribe so we can get more, inf- more uh, material out to you. And again, as always, I'm Glenn. Nate Borg. And your man, Russell. Peace, world. DNR Talk Sense.